So hello and welcome to our On the Sofa Leadership Series. Today's special guest is Hiral Goodka, who is a diversity and inclusion specialist. So welcome, Hiral. Hi there, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, so we've heard a lot about diversity and inclusion um, over the years, and it's particularly topical right now. One of the areas that hasn't really been explored is the link between diversity and inclusion and mental well-being. What's your thoughts on that? Absolutely. So I think what we've seen over the years is that companies have put a huge amount of focus into mental health awareness and the mental well-being of their employees, because we know there's a direct link between people feeling mentally healthy and uh, their ability to perform in the workplace. What a lot of companies forget, or maybe they don't realize, is that the culture of their company, how inclusive there is, has a direct impact on the mental well-being of their people. You can meditate five times a day. You can engage in a meditation practice, a mindfulness practice. You could do 90 minutes or even three hours of yoga a day. But if you step back into a working environment where you feel excluded, then your mental well-being is going to be negatively impacted. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And so what can companies do to bridge that gap between mental well-being and inclusion? I think there needs to be a lot more understanding at, um, at leadership levels and at every single manager level around that link. So developing um, the ability to lead inclusively, be truly listening to people, understanding that empathy is even more required now than it's ever been. It's, it's, a, it's one of the truly forgotten soft skills. People think that, you know, that's one of those things that we'll, we'll wait. I've got so many other things to do, but to truly um, understand your employees experiences and how they are feeling about situations whether they are situations occurring in the workplace or world events that those feelings that they have will have a direct impact on their well-being absolutely and and, you know this is a new world of leadership so you've picked up on sort of empathy and connection and really understanding how people are feeling um, as leaders, um, how, how can they embark upon actually having that conversation? I think leaders can start this by becoming more in touch with themselves, first of all, and then to reduce the stigma. We've all spoken about, you know, there's nothing new. There's a lot of stigma still held around mental health and leaders that show their own vulnerability, that share their their own family members, whatever is appropriate for them to share and explain that this impacts me too. Yes, I'm a leader. I'm, I'm at the top. Maybe you look to me as some form of role model, but I'm not immune to any of these things. I'm not immune. I have bad days, weeks, months, whatever it might be. And I understand the impact that this can have on you in the workplace as well that you know to kind of just draw that distinction that says we don't expect you to perform like a robot when the world is throwing all of these challenges at you whatever those challenges might be but you know 2020 there's no end of challenges this year absolutely and that uh, empathy and vulnerability which which we've talked about is 
something that a lot of people feel uncomfortable with because previously in leadership, vulnerability was perceived to be a sign of weakness, whereas now actually being vulnerable is a sign of strength. Um, so now that we're operating in this, this world of Zoom calls, um, what, are the sort of, what advice would you give to leaders out there on, on how to show their own vulnerability? We have to get comfortable with our own vulnerability first. I think it's difficult for a lot of people to accept that we can't just um, bulldoze our way through everything, that we will, will at points be um, challenged by life. And that that is okay. We don't have to be okay the whole time. I'm also a huge proponent of therapy. I think if you can, if you have access to therapy, then I urge everyone to use it. You don't have to be in a bad place to get a lot out of therapy. You know, we can understand ourselves so much better. If we understand ourselves better, then becoming vulnerable to other people won't seem so scary because we are solid in ourselves. We know what we're trying to say. It's when we don't truly understand our own feelings that sharing our feelings becomes very difficult. Absolutely. Thank you. Very valid advice. And so that was the advice for leaders. And as individuals, if you're at work how do you advise them to have that conversation with their manager or with their uh, colleagues I think it's always important whoever you're having this conversation with to be very clear in your own mind um, whether or not you feel you can trust that person with a, that level of disclosure <clears throat> uh, making yourself vulnerable should not come at the cost of making yourself feel unsafe emotionally um, so that's a judgment that every individual has to make for themselves. But if you feel that it is a safe enough environment, I think it's also important to remember that we should always check that it's okay to share our emotions because we never know what, um, what kind of day the other person is having. Well, I think all you need to do is think about that friend who a lot of us have who will phone you up and will emotionally dump on you without necessarily checking to see whether you're in a place to receive that. Because if the person you're speaking to isn't, isn't in a place to receive it, you're not going to get much benefit from that interaction. So see whether or not you trust the person you want to speak to. Check in to see whether they can take on that load for that day and, and, then, and then share, share whatever it is that you need to. Excellent. Thank you. Well, some great advice there. And I think something we can all learn from as well. So thank you so much, Hero, for joining us today and, and sharing your insights with us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you. you so much for having me, Angie.